Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Welcome to Thursday, and I hope you're all doing well. Well, 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 I sort of had something on my mind here about meshing stuff, and I'm talking about in-campaign. What I mean is, there's a lot of stuff out there that's campaign-specific. Even though it says on the book, you can use this for your own campaign. And most books usually have a paragraph or two, or maybe even a page, how to integrate this into your campaign. Because there's, I've got all sorts of stuff going on. I've got Forgotten Realms stuff. I've got Lost Lands, which is Swords and Wizardry stuff. I've got Mistara stuff. i got all these other worlds. And plus my own that I run occasionally. So how do you, how do you mesh it? Sort of, if you find something that's just too good to be true or too, too, irresistible not to put in your word world and and you want to put it in there how do you go about doing that well first you read and i'm 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 not going to get it i'm going to say it's system to system what i mean is you're just taking something from another supplement in the same game system and putting putting it in your world it's in their world but you put it in your world and I may bring a little of that up later, but that's kind of a discussion for another time, converting things from different rule systems, although you have to deal with that. You may have to deal with that in this case. For instance, I love the Midderlands. It's Glenn Seal's own campaign world for, as he said, Swords and Wizardry or any other old-school role-playing game. See, that's why I don't have to talk about the converting, because most of the stuff is like it's practically all the same. But I also am reading from Frog God Games, The Black Monastery, and trying to read The Blight. Now, if I want to put The Blight in Midderlands, what do I have to do to convert it? Not even convert it, but just sort of mesh it. I call it meshing in there. Because you're not really converting anything if you're using the same system. Now, if you're using a different system, say... The Blight was a Pathfinder edition. You got some work cut out for you. And that that is... I've got a few general rules on that, but... Okay. Say I want to take the Blight and plop it into Midderlands. First of all, read through the product and find out where exactly did they put it in the campaign world. Or at least approximately. Like I said, they usually have a page... Or a few paragraphs, I know in the blight it does, about how to fit it in your own world. And they'll tell you, okay, find this kind of region, this kind of area. Say, okay, put this this ravine in this kind of area in whatever world you're using. It's this kind of temperature, this kind of this kind of terrain, things like that. And so th- there's half your work done for you right there. So you find a nice cozy place to put it in the Midderlands. Now what you have to look at is people and critters. The NPCs 
if you're using the same system, should have no problem. Now, you got if if you're using a a a system such as Astonishing Swordsman Sorcerer Fiber Borea, this is where you got to break it down into what kind of people are there. The usual fantasy races of elves and dwarves and halflings won't fly in Astonishing Swordsman because they don't exist. So you got to sit down and look at the NPCs and what would the what would a human equivalent of this NPC B, and then just run it accordingly. Also, critters. Now, first off, if you're using a regular D and D type world, realms, Mistara, your own, whatever, you usually got the basic critter stuff in there, like uh, you know, orcs and goblins and ogres and this, 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 and that, and the other thing. And, okay, fine, but some place like the Midderlands gives you a whole big bestiary of a lot of other stuff, critters. And, you know, that if you're running the Midderlands, just play the Midderlands in, in whatever, Swords and Wizardry, D&D, whatever, you've got to look at those, those creatures and say, hmm, are they going to fit in my world? And they may be too powerful. It depends on what you're running. If you're running you're high magic, low magic, uh, st- uh, fantasy... Fantasy, steampunk, whatever. That's my preference, but anyway. So you got to look at them and go, okay, are they going to unbalance again? Are they going to be too powerful for whatever? I mean, I think there should be creatures. To, to my, my opinion, I think you should have creatures that are too powerful for the PCs. They've got to exist because they have to go up against these things and run away. they got to learn to do that. So it's okay to have this steel dragon in your game, but... You kind of, I would tweak it and say there's not very many of them, that kind of thing. So it's kind of a quest thing. So anyway, so Midderlands is its own creatures. Then you take something like the Blight, which also has a bestiary of more creatures. Now, I'm thinking that you're going to end up with creature monster overload after a while. And this is where judicious pruning comes in. Because you've got to tailor the world to your specifications, to your to your style. Even if you're using your own world, I mean, there might be a lot of creatures in the blight that just don't fit. And it's almost it's almost like you have to take you just kind of go through the thing and go, yes, 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 no, yes, yes, no, yes, you know that kind of thing. You just got to look at them and go, okay, what are they all about? Where do they d- exist? Also, there's the terrain and temperature to figure out. Because, okay, I'm not going to have a remoras in this swamp land if it if it happens if it's in a swamp. So, okay, there's that. So, you, what what do we got so far? We've got location, NPCs, creatures. One more thing about creatures, and especially if you're using something as quirky as the Midderlands or something like that, because a lot of their monsters are unique. Let me say unique. And if you use something like the Blight, they're a little more fantasy D&D-ish. So if you feel like there's a style clash, you would even edit for that. Okay, this one just doesn't fit because he does. That's just it's just plain not right. So you leave that critter out. So you get those three things down, 
you could pretty much slip it in where, where it's supposed to be in your world. So that's how I would mesh things into the world. I'm sure there's other things, but right now I want to go start my day. So if you have any questions about this or any suggestions or anything, contact me at oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And we are, we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, and Mark C. Wahlberg. Don't forget Mark C. Wallring, I'm sorry. Mark C. Wallring, don't forget Mark's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. And I just wanted to say that recently, the Dungeons & Delvers Red Book Kickstarter is now live. It's a nice little alternate quick fantasy role-playing game that you might want to check out. So go over to Kickstarter and just type in Dungeons and Delvers Red Book. It'll come right up. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.